Good evening and welcome to Open Air. And good evening, Sherry. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. How about yourself? Spectacularly well, I'm glad to say. And uh, all of the key to practice. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a wonderful thing <laughs> to get to say that and feel yes, it and it know it to be true. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful. I have announcements here. All right. Join Sherry and Sangha in an interactive email class exploring how we are controlled and made to suffer by our conditioned beliefs around sexuality. Class begins this Friday, September 1st, and includes virtual group discussions on four Sundays. And enjoy excited about version. that. Yes, I'm very much <laughs> excited about it. And apparently everybody is too, based on the conversations in the year-long retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. Enjoy a mini version of the Summer of Sangha at two practice weekends in October that will offer workshops, guidance, meditation, and yoga. The weekends are October 6th through 8th and 13th to 15th and are offered by donation. For these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for tonight's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Sherry, please press star six and then one to make cash show and a conversation on one topic, please. And about five minutes is great. All right, shall we get started, Sherry? Let's do. All right, let's do. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's uh, Stuart in South Carolina. Oh, hello, hey, Stuart. Stuart. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you, I'm still cruising on the summer of Sangha. It was so wonderful, and I got so much out of it. It was good, and huh? So, uh, I just want to thank you for that. And uh, what I'm practicing with right now is staying calm with a hurricane on the way. Yeah. So Gosh. it's uh, probably not going to be a big deal. It looks like it's going to be a tropical storm by the time it gets to Charleston. But I have a long history of getting excited about hurricanes. And, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and excited. it kind of also... Yeah, excited, yes. When I, when I was a kid, like when I was seven years old, a hurricane, um, pretty bad when Hurricane Hazel came right over our house in Virginia and knocked down a bunch of trees and did a bunch of damage. And all the kids in the neighborhood, we just thought it was the most exciting thing we'd ever seen. And so uh, fast forward to 1989, Hurricane Hugo came through Charleston and it was really bad. And I uh, did a kind of crazy thing with a couple of my buddies. We stayed at my house on a barrier island. So the eye of the storm came right over our house like 140 miles an hour. 
And uh, it turned out not to be that much fun and not to be that exciting. It was terrifying, really. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But, but we but we made it through fine. It was a house that I had built myself with the idea that I wanted it to be able to withstand a hurricane, and, and it did. But there were times when I had my doubts when the house was shaking yep. and, I, and so forth. So anyway, I think maybe I have a little bit of PTSD from that event 30-some uh, uh-huh. years ago. But... Uh, so anyway, now, today, at this very moment, I just keep telling myself, well, it hasn't come yet. Right now, everything is fine. Uh-huh. So I'm really, really working hard on be here now, and uh, at this very moment, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I have to report. Yeah. So when you were talking about excited, I thought it, it made it sound like, um, you know, you were kind of back there as a kid again. And uh, but then with the the uh, second event, it's it, it turns it more into anxiety than excitement, doesn't it? Uh, as because because, you know, the all of the implications it you know, it's uh, when you're seven. <laughs> it doesn't. It, there's just no concept of these things, right? It's just we just don't have that. But now, as a as an adult, and realizing what what can actually happen as a result of this kind of stuff, um, it's not uh, it's not just um, it's thrilling. It's also a little uh, nervous making. Yeah, and it's it's a real exercise in the unknown. Because yes. you, you you never know if it's going to come right right over you, close to you. You know, it's going to be yeah. really strong, not very strong. Yeah. You know, is uh, is the uh, tree going to fall on the house? You just it's it's real unknown. So you really have to uh, stay calm. <laughs> you really yes. Have to well, stay and calm. and of course, Stuart, the you know the the other part of this is. That's true of every moment of life, right? But most yeah, moments, yeah. It, the stakes, we don't, the stakes are just as high, but we don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, so we can yeah. remain calm because we're not getting any information that we're in any danger. Um, and, of course, you know, and then people have a heart attack in the next minute or, you know, whatever it is that all of the things that can go on that can happen to us, uh, but we we're just not we're not tuned into it. And so now with something like this, yeah, it's a it's a really big practice opportunity because still, even though you don't know, as you say, you know, it could go uh, a block over, <laughs> you know, and something could happen over there and it doesn't happen at at your place, or it could happen directly to you. Anything could happen. So there is that. Um, there is that on edge, that hyper, hyper alert. Uh, that in a way, if we could, if we could live in that hyper alert without any uh, elements of anxiety, um, it would be pretty remarkable to be so present, so required to be present without nervousness. Yeah, that's pretty hard to do when a hurricane's a bad one's coming. 
But oh, fortunately, yeah. this one. But, but fortunately, this one's not. So there's no point in thinking about if it was a bad one. So that's right. Yeah, that's I'm right. just really working on. Right now, everything is okay. That's right. And then, and then after the storm passes, you know, we want to stay with right now. Everything is okay. Because <laughs> ego, right. those voices. You don't want to come up with, yeah, but what about this and what about that and what if that happened? And, you know, that could happen. Those things happen. And we still want to stay with, uh-huh, yeah, anything is possible. That's true. And right now, everything is fine. And right now, I'm going to enjoy it because here we are and everything is fine. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm practicing with. And... uh I really think that going to the summer of Sangha really, really elevated my practice. You know, I just feel like I'm Good. more, more there with it, you know, than ever. Yeah. And uh, Good. And, and, really, and in time for hurricane season. <laughs> just in time. <laughs> <laughs> and my latest book, We'll have I'm to do it again book. next year, Stuart. Well, we'll have to do it every year. We are planning on that. Good. Good. So I'm, I'm reading glad. the book on precepts um, that you wrote, and uh, finding oh, uh-huh. it really finding it really uh, interesting, and, and I'm just really enjoying reading it. Oh, good. Good. I, 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 I tried of course, to read was... it like a year ago, and I and I, I couldn't get into it, but now I'm totally into it. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, yes, yes, exactly, and that's how practice is, isn't it? It just the timing is everything. I, of course, hadn't thought about that book for years until um, Ashwini began doing the uh, write-ups from it. Uh, and then it's, right. it's, it's, very, it's very fun. I go, oh, well, that, that's really interesting. I have to think about that, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Stuart. It's wonderful to hear your voice. Wonderful to hear you and um, look forward to seeing you next summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's plan on it. To plan, okay. we have a date. Okay. Okay. And uh, and uh, if somebody, you or or uh, your pal there, let us know how how it goes for you with this uh, storm, huh? Keep us posted. Okay. Sure. All right. I will. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. Good night. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Thanks for joining us, Stuart. Yeah, and Sherry, I love that message of nothing is going on right now. Conditioned mind is trying to spin me out into the future about the awful hurricane or, you know, the latest version of the hurricane, whatever that is. Um, right. And yet in this moment, I'm here. I'm fine. I'm here. Everything's fine. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. And, and, and we get to enjoy that. Right? Which is the main thing, of course, that ego is, is attempting with what ever story it's ginning up, right, about whatever, whatever is wrong, what, whatever, whether it's in the past, in the future, in the imaginary, completely imaginary now <laughs> that doesn't exist, um, and just to keep coming back to that, yeah, and I, for me, it's, uh, yeah, and I choose unconditional love, because right now, everything is great. Yes, it's a fabulous message. Mm-hmm. And we have another caller here. All right. 
Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is Dietra from Toronto. Hello, Dietra. How are you doing? Hi, Sherry. I'm okay, Sherry. Glad to be on. Yeah, it's great to hear from you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, uh, So what I'm looking at is that um, uh, so my mother is going through some stuff and sort of put it on me and that stress I'm expressing with my family and uh, not sleeping, all that stuff. And and, and And even though I know the stories are in my head and I'm listening to them and then I move away from them and I listen to open air, then I listen to them again, so I'm doing that. I'm aware that the stories are going on. I did the right and left hand recording, which was very powerful, really transformative. But I, so I guess what I'm calling about is that I'm still stressed out. I'm in physical pain from the stress, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet I'm aware, but, but I'm aware that it's that of, of everything that's going on, right? I meditated this mm-hmm. morning. I'm trying all the things to get out of it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still listening. It's still happening. And uh, it's very frustrating yeah. anyways. I bring this to you. Well, it is, and and of course that adds to it, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, because because that that's part of the stress, right? That well, you're doing everything that you sh- says the voice in your head. You're doing everything yes. that should be getting you out of this, and yet you're still not out of it. And of course, part of that is yes, I'm still not out of it because you're talking to me about how I should be out of it, and that's really stressful. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it, yeah. And uh, it's also, I think, really hard for us uh, to be patient. You know, oh. I am doing all of the things that, um, that I know to do when there's, when there's stress or difficult events. Um, and and I, I, I'm still going through them. Mm. I am. And, and so, Okay. That's okay. okay. We don't have to be stressed about being stressed. Yeah. 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 I, I, well, the key there you said is about the patience. Sure. Yeah. And, and to be with that person who's going through this, you know, just mm. uh, um, with tremendous sympathy. It's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. 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 Um, I, 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 is it like a hurt, you know, you injure your arm and you have to wait for it to heal? Yeah, oh, I, yes, and, and that's a really good um, comparison, right? Because you injure your arm, and so what do we hear from, uh, from ego? Well, uh, are you over it now? You should be over it now. Here, do yeah. this, or don't pay attention and use it in a way that's going to re-injure it, right? So mm-hmm. all of those setups for yeah. um, continuing to suffer, which is, you know, as we know, what ego is going for. And so with that, okay, I've injured my arm. I know it's going to take a while for it to heal. I know I have to be really attentive to it, really careful, mindful, present. If I'm not, I'm going to injure it again. It's just going to take longer. And so it's the same with something like stress. And in my experience anyway, I don't know about other people, but... Um, <laughs> So, you know, I can be okay under these circumstances because I've practiced with it and I know how that works and I'm good. And then there will be the next thing. It's kind of like education, right? So I start out in kindergarten and, and then I'm going to one day be in graduate school and then they have the postgraduate and then they have the, 
right? Um, and so we keep practicing, uh, and, and it all does get easier. And I think a big part of it is because we become more patient, we are less apt to listen to ego harangue us, um, and we're more, we're more understanding, we're more here, we see the value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I must also uh, com- uh, sort of thank you so much for uh, some of the tools that you provided at a retreat I went to with you four years ago when you said, just say no to the voice. And then, you know, that really shuts them down. It really oh, works. No, it, I'm not yes, listening to does. you. No. No, we're not having yeah. that conversation. I'm doing no. this other thing. Yeah, I, I have a mentor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in a conversation with the mentor now. Thank you very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the no, the no really works. And the best part about recording and listening is that when I did do the left hand, all that, well, all that came out was, wow, like I've never heard this story before. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. That's the left hand. And, and it was because it was the same story, that, but different name, insert different names or events, but it's the exact same story. It doesn't have a good lot of good ideas. I mean, it doesn't have a lot of no. new idea stories. No, exactly. <laughs> and the only reason that it gets away with what it gets away with is people aren't paying attention. And as soon as we start paying attention, we realize, wait a minute, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That, that, that's, on, that's on repeat. That's on replay. Yeah. It just keeps cycling yeah. around. And as you say, okay, now there's a different name. Now there's a different, but it's the same exact. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. You are so welcome. Oh, Let's stay sure. in touch. All right, gotcha. All right, Joshua. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, Dietra. And Sherry, we are going to move to our good news update, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. All right, sounds good. Okay. And Jen, I'm turning it over to you for a good news update. Great. Thanks, Michael. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Kate who is here to speak with us about her experience of stewarding the ebook process. Welcome, Kate. Hi, Jen. Hey. You know, I was thinking we're, we're about to attempt in about 10 minutes to, to encapsulate something that's been truly years of stewardship, of countless hours of taking Sherry Huber's books and making them available in the ebook process in the ebook format, which I believe we now have nine. Is that right? Um, I, you know what? I don't have the list in front of me, but that sounds right. Wow, and that is a gigantic accomplishment. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that process for you. Yeah, it, it has been. I mean, I'm surprised when I look back at how how long we have been working on it. And it's been a lot of work from a lot of people in Sangha, and a lot of a lot of moving parts, a lot of people. Um, and when I was kind of reflecting on, you know, doing some reflecting on this process and how it's been, I think one of its greatest gifts has been how long it's taken. Um, and but you know the role in stewarding it has a lot of similarities with some very um, kind of work related roles that I kind of work processes that I do in very conditioned environments mm-hmm. and 
one of those uh, pieces of conditioning or karma for myself is kind of that the goal is to get it done and to right. really get to the end. Um, and when I started this process, that was very much my kind of orientation. Like we have a list of books, we need to get them published and, in, you know, converted into eBooks and published. And, you know, it should take us about this much time to do all of that. Right. And that's not how it went. Um, right. And, and there was, yeah, a lot of things that, you know, you think it's going to go one way or it goes a different way and you have to find a new way to figure it out. And I was thinking about how what a lesson it has been or what a blessing it's been to have the ability to work on a project like this within a practice environment and how amazing kind of stewardship is in that it, it's an environment that all of those same conditioned processes come up, but yep. – we're working within a practice environment. So it's just a real, I mean, yeah, I feel like I've got 10 things that come up right away. Um, like, so go for it. the idea that life leads has just been mm -hmm. so able to, ex to see in this process because mm -hmm. just in my own life, and I don't know about everyone else who's touched this project, I've been in such different places across the mm. spectrum of this project. And mm. so at some points in it, I've been able to dedicate lots of hours a week to the project. Mm -hmm. and, some, mm -hmm. and sometimes I've had to be really, really strict with my time and say, you know, I'm going to set a timer and I can only work on this project for this much time. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I've had to say, I can't work on it at all. And mm -hmm. I have to come back to it. And it's, it, in being asked to talk about it, I really looked back on that, and I was like, wow, in a conditioned kind of project management mm -hmm. world, all I would see in that is failures. Mm -hmm. And instead, in a practice environment, it was just like, wow, look at how we really don't have control. Like life yeah. just is letting this unfold and lead, and even just little things like the – the developers that we're working with right now and the way that we were able to like find and connect with them was in the most bizarre, like I put so much effort into one way of trying to make this work and happen. And then this other teeny, teeny, tiny door opened and it just was this amazing opportunity. That's just, it's given me a lot of examples of that experience. And, you know, one of the things as you're, you were laying that out, you know, that place, Kate, as you said, that that would be framed as this big failure. And it's literally quite the opposite because what a huge victory that is on a process level, what you're describing, to be able to approach it in that way of truly letting life lead on every level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, that way that in a, in a conditioned world or when I'm looking at it through conditioned mind, you don't see that life is like, that is what's happening. Life is leading. That's right. And then That's right. you turn on the light and it's like, oh, you, you know, if we hadn't have had this problem, we wouldn't have been looking up how to fix it over here, which we wouldn't have found the thing that's right. helping us now. If it wouldn't have taken this long to do this thing, you know, all those things that, that it really, you know, again, conditioned mind is, would think that this project should be done and it's, not. <laughs> um, and, it's not. And, and that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
and there's, I mean, I'm just excited. Like there's lots of, there's, it's, there's lots more to it in the future too. And that's, yeah. Again, from a practice perspective, for me personally, such a gift mm-hmm. that I have this yeah. ongoing um, yeah. engagement or interaction to be practicing with. It really is, Kate. And, and the thing that you started off with is so brilliant that all the usual conditioned stuff comes up, but it's mm-hmm. in a completely different context, which is what I project makes it such a gift, right? That's what That's what when something, when we're stewarding something within practice, that's the huge gift for us. You know, of course, we're going to very likely bring to it like, I mean, just like you said, start out. Okay, great. I know how to project manage and it's, let's go for it. We'll get this done in this period of time. You know, we bring all the same conditioning we bring to anything else. And that becomes the good news because we're going to have this mirror of doing this within practice that allows, all, allows us to see all of that and to have a different relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it be, it also, the, I mean, it's like every, the little things to the big things, even just like little things we do in practice with the ways we use communication and, mm-hmm. um, and uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, of, pronouns or uh, mm. how we talk about a project and how we talk about it collectively always because it is such a large collective effort. And then that, so, you know, we do that within practice. Um, and mm-hmm. this project is one that has communication with folks outside of practice as well, but the same approach mm-hmm. and the same way of talking about timelines and talking about how we work mm-hmm. is used. And then it becomes this really, again, just such an amazing opportunity for me to be able to say, oh, I can do this mm-hmm. in this other world, this, in yeah. these other projects, and yeah. this other, you know, this, it's just, yeah. it's such a gift. And a really different relationship with time and, mm-hmm. and control of time, which arguably is everything project management is. <laughs> this <laughs> idea of being right. able to control a project. And it's, right. a, it's just a really, um, yeah, a really lovely way to interact with that from a different perspective. Oh, there's so many images that are coming up as you're talking, Kate, but because I love the point you made a minute ago of, I mean, life is in charge all the time, which is sometimes it's more obvious than others, right? And in a situation Mm -hmm. like this, you get to actually have the experience of letting yourself be led by life and how relaxing that is. And when you had that, you know, there we are as project managers, all right, we're going to control time, you know, and there's this illusion if things go, quote, the way they're supposed to go, that, I'm, that that's happening. I'm managing all of this, right? But that's not mm-hmm. actually happening. It becomes very clear as soon as the first thing doesn't go the way we want it to go. And as you were talking, I just had this image of sort of being a, a kayaker, a rafter, right, where the river is clearly what's happening, but we're kind of in there dancing with it as we go mm-hmm. down that river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a beautiful image. Yeah. And then the other yeah, point I'm... that you made, sorry, I just wanted to quickly underline, because no, it's so ahead, much like yeah. Summer of Sangha, where you said that this way of interacting, you know, so you're interacting with practice directly and with other stewards who are also helping with the project. And, and of course, we use the privileged environment and we, we communicate in a particular way. But then your point of that that was also used with people, quote, outside of Sangha. 
And so to have that modeled for you to realize, oh, I mean, this, this is a way of communicating, period, all the time. Very similar to what people were talking about with Samara Sangha, where they realized, you know, oh, this isn't just being on retreat. This way of being is available all to, everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you and have I something just else Oh, I, well, I, just in response to what you were just saying, I just project, too, onto the folks that we are working with such appreciation for that because mm-hmm. the, yeah. the kind of little things that come up in this process that kind of can take a long time to resolve um, are true, I think, in lots of EPUB processes by people mm-hmm. I've you know, through this that I've learned that it can be a very frustrating process for lots of people mm. converting books, particularly books that kind of have the level of particular um, style that ours does. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I have received feedback from, from them of how appreciative they are of mm. the, you know, just our approach to um, to mm. working with this kind of content and understanding the uh, yeah systems and things take the time they take and all of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's truly a gift all the way around, isn't it? Mhm, mhm, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, and it's such. I mean, um, I know other stewards have talked about it, and, but stewardship as a as a lesson in that, like providing a service. And mm-hmm. how, what a rich offering back that is. I think that, yeah, yeah, just to underline how how valuable it's been for my own practice to have this mm-hmm. role. And even when I had to step away for, for a, a significant kind of chunk of time, I was just so mm-hmm. grateful that I was able to cut, to maintain it and to not mm-hmm. have to say, um, you, you know, I can't, I have to give it up entirely because it's become yeah. such a, such a important piece of how I'm connected mm. to practice and practicing in my own life. And I would project another demonstration of letting life lead. So you didn't mm. go to one side of the duality of forget it, I have to give this up completely, or the other side, I got to push through and make it work even mm. though I've got mm-hmm. this other huge life circumstance. But there's that, you know, communicate and see what's possible. And there we go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and just to, I guess, one more thing on that. When you said yeah, that, what it please. made me think of is like the biggest lesson of just that. I feel like I learned, especially early on, multiple times of like, I'll just push through and we'll make this mm-hmm. work. Like if I just put in mm-hmm. more work, which is yeah. a conditioned pattern of mine, everything mm-hmm. will like, we can make it work out. Like everything will work out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just need to work a little harder, work a little harder and mm-hmm. learning that that's, actually is not necessarily always the best um mm. but that's not the answer and i think I, me personally i'm 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 very conditioned in that way of just if i just work mm. harder uh, yep. it'll make things go smoothly and as we expected and um and that lesson yep. of like okay step back and communicate and yes. see what other possibilities there are um if this one that you're pushing through isn't working (laughs) that's right because that pushing through is so often code for turn to conditioned mind 
right? Mm-hmm. And so now it becomes a flag. Oh, here's that pushing through process. Great. Let me pause, stop, and communicate. Here, yeah. Now we're back here. Now we're all on the same team. Ego's not in charge. Yep. And, man, I have worked on that, and I'm sure I will continue to, but that has been uh, practice for me, and I've looked at it in lots of ways in practice, and it's been a real, uh, I don't know what the word is for me, but a real big thing for me, and this has been such an opportunity, like such a really, really amazing opportunity to, to see all of that and to see that process and to get that uh, sign to be like, oh yeah, yeah, that is, there's my sign. That's my ego. What, what, what now life, you know, what else is yes, here exactly. right now? Exactly. What now life? Well, and Kate, talk about an extraordinary win-win. So you get mm-hmm. to steward this process, see all of these things for your own practice. And we now have Sherry Huber's books in an ebook format. <laughs> so that is a gift to thousands of people. So a very deep bow to you for all that you have brought to this process. I know, as you say, that you weren't alone in it, that there are many, many other folks contributing. But thank you so much for your role in that and for being with us today to talk about it. Yeah, thank you. And again, to everyone who works on this project. Thanks, Jim, and everyone. Yeah. All right. Thanks for being with us, Kate. Gosho. Gosho. And Michael, we'll turn it back over to you and Sherry. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Kate. All right. And welcome back to Open Air. And Sherry, I love that conversation. Um, Two things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two things about that. (laughs) One, the um, privilege of doing a project with Sangha, which I've had Mm. a privilege to do many times, including this radio show for a couple Mm -hmm. of years and learning to work within Sangha and how we work there. And the second big piece, which is related to the first one, is just how we communicate and the importance of communicating um, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I really appreciate that and want to express my uh, gratitude to uh, to Kate and to everybody who who made that possible. You know, ebooks, of course, have been out for a long time, right? And um, when it, when they first happened, you know, well, do we want our our books to be ebooks? And um, the only way that they could be ebooks was to look like every other book on the planet, right? Um, and no little, no little fonts, no little drawings, no little, you know, things that to me are the such an expression of how we approach life and how we approach practice. And uh, I just said no, I, no, I'm not, I'm not willing for that. Um, and so these folks have have taken it and and managed to render our books. Um, make them available to people in the way that, at least to me, could be 100% wrong, but uh, uh, it is what makes uh, our books what they are for people. You know, they're, they're not for everybody, but the, the people who respond to our books respond to our books. And, um, and I, want to, I want those books to be available for them. Not just, you know, uh, for anybody who, who wants... There are people, you know, who won't read our books because they look like kids' books. And, and how serious could it be if it looks like a, a children's <laughs> book, 
and that's that's fine with me. I'm you know I'm I'm happy with that. Um, but uh, you know I think of especially about like the depression book and the number of people that have said to me that that you know that black cover and that you know little pictures of depression cakes and that sort of thing it just made all the difference in the world for them. They were open to. Mm-hmm taking in that information in a way that they wouldn't have been if they had to slog through some, you know, thousands of words on a page book. So uh, yes. I, I'm really grateful. I'm really deeply, deeply grateful uh, that, that this is all happening the way it's happening. And um, and then to hear Kate uh, talk about what it's like to be in that, um, you know, in that role in it and, and for the benefits that uh, happened to the individual stewarding uh, the project. That's that's wonderful too, because uh, you know that's we 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 want it to be that way. That everybody everybody benefits. If everybody benefits, then we can all be happy. And uh, so lovely. Yeah, it's a very practice thing to me. That win win win. Looking for everybody to benefit. It's beautiful. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. And what's also beautiful is we have more callers here. Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry. Hi, Michael. It's Barbara in Australia. Hey, Hi, Barbara. Barbara. Hi. How you doing? Oh. I'm doing okay. I'm, I got through the ego resistance and put myself in the queue, so good that's a good thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's no small, it's no small feat, is it? It isn't. I sort of have got out of the. I used to call in more regularly and put myself in the queue more regularly. I think it's probably, you know, I've been in a big workshop the last few years, and mm-hmm. that's probably. A lot to do with it, right? Um, well, and when and when you're in a big workshop, of course, ego wants to take advantage of any opportunity that it might have to increase the suffering. So isolation, yeah. right? Isolate the human, get her off by herself as much as possible, yammer in her ear, and make her feel bad as much as as much as possible. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I've still been listening. I'm still listening to the morning radio shows and um, I can't call into them because they're in the middle of the night. But, um, yeah, it was good to hear about that process with the books. It made me think about, um, I've just, I think it was through this recent assignment with the year-long retreat that I've had this big sort of breakthrough with seeing a story that I've been believing um, and it's around my health and part, you know, it's been a big part of this workshop the last couple of years. I think, you know, the combination of COVID and mum having dementia and then she died last year and my siblings not speaking to each other through that process, you know, having big mm. family fallouts and just been massive. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and your own health you know, issues, and my own health issues, and it's impacted obviously my health issues. That just that level mm-hmm. of stress, um, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, but it's the family stuff. 
you know, the estate's been finalised. I don't have, you know, that there isn't need for the family to be in family communication in the way that there was. Um, I'm still speaking to everybody. I'm the only sibling that still speaks to everybody. Um, wow. And, practice, and uh, you know, huh? <laughs> yeah, and it is because of practice because mm-hmm. this process happened when my dad died and I was... I took sides, you know. I was on I was on a side then, and this time, I could just really see that, um, you know, that people had really strong beliefs and opinions, and thought theirs were the right ones, and they were in mm-hmm. complete conflict with each other. Yeah. Um, and, and I isn't, could isn't sort that, of Barbara, just right there, isn't that fascinating? I mean, when we when we step back from it, you would think, you know, I mean, we're all fairly intelligent creatures. You'd think that if I am absolutely convinced that I'm right, and you are absolutely convinced that you're right, and we are seeing things completely opposite from one another, wouldn't it occur to us that maybe... Uh, there could be something in the process that we would want to explore, but it doesn't. I know it's it's been so hard for me to to sort of comprehend that neither, mainly than my two. Well, no, it's one sister and the other brother and sister on the other side, and that they, yeah, it's like well, can't can't you just see that you can't both be right and you both absolutely believe that you're right and yeah. that there's just something wrong with that. <laughs> like it can't well, so my, my favorite example of that, so I, I grew up uh, in a, uh, you know, a world where uh, there were high school football teams, right? And, uh, and I think it still goes on, right? So before the football game, both sides are praying to God to win. It's like <laughs> that's just yeah. that's nuts. What 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 are what are we concluding here? You know, the side that wins, God doesn't like you, uh, and I mean, it's just, the whole thing is just been anyway. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, so what I'm, what the big breakthrough for me was that so I had this story going that because a lot of that settled down, and I'm you know that more intense grief period has sort of subsided I Mm -hmm. realized that I just had this expectation that I was going to start to feel better and that my physically you know or mentally emotionally physically physically Uh yeah Yeah. and that isn't hasn't happened so far Uh and Uh and yet but the other thing that I've been looking at and it's through that you know checking in with what I'm being told and saying is that so is that I think there's been this real process of ego saying you've got so much worse and me not questioning that. And so, mm. you know, just so even just having that crack open where it's like questioning that, it's like, is, is that actually true? You know, uh-huh. because I'm sort of looking back at various times in the past and and I know from experience that whatever memory I drag up from those times is not going to be accurate. You know, it's not going to be... Um, exactly. And especially, yeah. I'm less inclined to remember the pain. 
I'm mm-hmm. much more look. I, I much more tend to look back and sort of with nostalgia. Uh-huh. Um, so just both of those two things have just felt really powerful. To it, just to sort of start saying, well, that mightn't be true. Yeah, yeah. Well, what 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 I I see when you say that is it, right now I I look around. And if I'm paying attention at all, I'm pretty sure I actually don't have the whole picture. Right? I mean, we just get that information all the time. I mean, your siblings, it, it's so perfect. How could I have the whole picture if, if, I am, if I'm devoted to one side of an issue and these other people are absolutely devoted to the opposite side of the issue? There has to be more to this than I'm seeing. I mean, to me, that's yeah. just reasonable, right? And so yeah. that's now. And then when I look back and, <laughs> and try to have now a picture of, or an interpretation or understanding or whatever it is of a memory of a process that was happening in much the same way in the past, <laughs> what are the odds? Mm. Yeah, it's like, um, because I know some of the fundamentals that I've learned through this practice of like no comparing, no assessing. Um, I mean, if I, if I just stop doing both of those things, I'm, I'm okay. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. To the, is that so? Or, or as we were talking about earlier, you know, well, right now everything's fine. Why do I want to go somewhere else when right now it's as fine as, it can be. If I thought about it, especially if I let ego start in about it, I'm going to have problems. Right? So yeah. I don't need to do that. Yeah. And also setting up that expectation that things were going to go a certain way and just oh. seeing that that, what was the suffering that that has caused because yeah. that's not what's happening. <laughs> um, oh, it's just, it's deadly. It, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Oh, and how helpful to catch on to it. Yeah, it just feels, it feels like it's burst something that's been operating on some level mm-hmm. like for, for all this period probably really um, yeah. and, and creating all this dissatisfaction with this yeah. isn't how it should be. Like <laughs> I should be able to right. go out by now and see people and... Um, and I may, and also maybe COVID kind of contributed to that because other people all got sort of locked down, and then they all started to get to go back to being in, you know, their going out life. And I, that hasn't, that's not my, you know, that's not my experience. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Well, yes, and you can just end the sentence there. And that's not my yeah. experience. It's not, yeah. right? We don't have to go to, oh, well, that's not okay. And why is this happening yeah. to you? And what about that? And what, it's just, that, yeah. that's just what is. And then yeah. once, we, once we are open to that, now we can explore, okay, well, what is this? Yeah. Because, you know, there's that expression, um, you know, well, what is, is. 
and, and you hear people kind of throw that around, or they used to for a while. I don't know if they still do. But, well, you know, what is is? And I always think, what, what, what is are you actually talking about here? Do, do we actually know what is? Because if, if I'm saying, well, what is is, and all I've done is project from egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate onto a situation, and then listen to a voice in my head tell me that that's what is, that's a very dangerous orientation. And so, okay, yeah. well, this is what we've got. Now, what, what is it that we've got? All right, let's explore this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, again, the comparing. It's like there's something wrong with yeah. this life, you know, because it's... Yes. And when I, you know, and a lot of the time... I'm not in that story and it is completely okay. Yes. I'm just yes, living exactly. this life that I have. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And when once we get caught in one of those stories, then the picture that we get is everybody else is having a wonderful time. Yes. Well, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't have to look too closely to begin to suspect that maybe it's not quite as wonderful as the voice in my head wants me to believe it is because they don't look that happy and they don't seem that happy. So, yeah, I hope they're happy, but I'm not going to assume it and then compare my life to it and, and think that my life is less because it's not matching up to... It, it's kind of like um, watching television commercials and, and believing that that's what life is and then comparing my life to those beautiful people on that beach um, at that fabulous resort, um, yeah, if I compared my life to that, then I could, I could get unhappy. But that's, mm-hmm. not, that's not life. This mm-hmm. is life. My life. My life is life. And right now, it's just fine. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad I called. I, I'm, you know, put myself in the queue now, and got that's through. That's right. You you broke that little habit, huh? Tell those voices. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think I'm going to call and get in the queue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Very good. Okay. Well, I'm happy so for happy. you. Thanks. Thanks for letting Thanks, us Sherry. know. Thanks, right. Michael. Gasho. You're welcome. Gasho. Thanks for joining us, Barbara. And Sherry, in the interest of time, I'm going to bring on another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, good evening, Michael and Sherry. This is Liesl calling from New Hampshire. Hey, Liesl. Hey, Liesl. Hi. Um, What's so, you up to? So, yeah, similar to the last caller, I broke through some resistance, and uh, I've never called into open air before, um, but I haven't been able to get on the um, get the time to call in in the morning show recently. So I made some time to do this. Well, then we get the benefit. That's right. That's right. So right. I think what I'm mostly um, being called to talk about is. Um, the really uh, wonderful experience I'm having um, 
doing the Reflective Listening Buddies program for the first time. Ah, okay. Another place that I was able to mm-hmm. move through some resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... So, I mean, there's the beautiful simplicity of the program first, which is just so lovely, but I think it's really the experience of just having somebody be there purely to reflect me. Mm -hmm. And there is, you know, even calling in to the radio shows, right, there's some expectation of receiving guidance or something like that, but... This Mm -hmm. is really just a pure experience of somebody just showing up to listen to you and caring Mm -hmm. enough to listen well enough that they can say Mm -hmm. it back to you. And it sounds so simple, but it's really so precious. Uh, Oh, it is. It's so unusual. Yeah. I mean, it's something our best friends can't uh, usually manage to do. Right. 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 Well, and I have a really hard time doing it for anybody else as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's really interesting to watch when it's my turn to listen and reflect how badly sometimes I have that instinct. I want to, like, point something out or, right? Help them out a little. Help them out a little. Um, Yeah. What's really been magnificent is, like, you just sort of, trust the process of reflecting and trust Mm -hmm. that other person Mm -hmm. to find Mm -hmm. their own way to the Mm -hmm. insight that's waiting for them and how, Mm -hmm. um, how empowering that is for that person. Like why would you want to take that away from them? I guess. That's right. And, And Lisa, the thing that I love so much about that, the point that you're making that is the essential one is that, so, we don't listen to one another, right? Mm. We know that. <laughs> we don't listen to one another, but we don't listen to ourselves. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And mm. so, to reflect somebody and to let them hear themselves, mm. that's, where, that's where the clarity comes in, right? That's yeah. where, that's, right? Because, yeah. oh my gosh, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, is that how I feel? Oh, is that right. what I'm doing? Right. Oh. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also to have that um, felt experience of somebody purely listening to you and offering it back, like for me to actually have that experience of how good that feels um, really helps me to see how what a gift that is when when mm-hmm. I am capable of offering that to somebody in my life. Yeah, yeah. But it's I and mean it, it's really it's really hard to do. And oh, it's really hard to do. And even if, having that if you make a date to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Having that mm-hmm. experience helps me to see how valuable it is. And I think also like the whole when you know so working through the precepts at the same time, you know, having the year long retreat and the summer listening to the summer of Sangha unconditional love recordings and having this, you know, this experience of reflective listening buddies, right. They, it all sort of moves yeah. together. 
in a beautiful way, but like how reflective listening ties into like doing no harm and how sometimes offering advice and wanting to help can be harmful in a way. Yes. Well, Lisa, I think in exactly the way that you pointed out, because it's so, you know, I have a problem, right? And you love me and you want to help me. And so, and you can see what my problem is, right? (laughs) I mean, you, you actually can see it and you actually do know the answer. But if you tell me, it doesn't actually do me any good. Yeah. I need to tell me. Right? And in I some ways it makes you it for feel worse. Yeah. It can make somebody, I think, I project anyway, that it can make somebody yes. feel worse. Um, yes. yes. And also, like, yeah, go ahead. Well, because I'm not seeing what, I'm not seeing yeah. what you're seeing. Right. right. And so then exactly. it feels like you're invalidating me. Yeah. Even when you are completely right. on my side and, yes. right? Yeah, 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 and it makes that person almost feel bad sometimes, I think, and certainly that's never, would never be the intention. Um, Nope, nope. So, so yeah, so that was like really, really clarifying for me, and then, um, uh, so I have a brother who's living with um, alcoholism, and mm. it's been really challenging to witness that. Um, and yet what I've seen recently, like, allowed me to reach out and, like, really be honest with him about, I really don't have any idea, like, what to do here. I love you, and I don't really know how to support you. You know, we've had a relationship mm-hmm. for a long time that was probably really needy and I'm seeing that it probably was unhealthy for both of us and I'm going to just let that go and I'm going to just really let you be and like just really not try to help fix this and Mm -hmm. you know the response tell me yeah and the response from him was just thank you like that's all I've ever wanted is to just feel like I'm doing okay and yeah. I don't need somebody to fix me. Yeah. 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 And uh, I don't know this, obviously. We can't know it probably, but uh, sometimes I suspect that we, we do stay stuck in places until that happens for us. Mm. No, I don't need to dig in and resist everybody else. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, okay, you love me, you love me unconditionally, I'm okay however I am, I'm okay right. with you however I am, okay, well, it's kind of that place again of, all right, well, then let me see how I am when I'm not right. kind of pushing back against everybody. Yeah, and how unhelpful it is for me to project an experience onto him or to anybody that I think they're having and then have Mm -hmm. back to me this experience of suffering like oh you know that's so bad for them it's so terrible you know when I really don't have any idea what their experience is like and that like for me like sort of tied into that place of like what is life offering me or what am I receiving right and in that Mm -hmm. instance like I'm receiving something that life is not is not giving to me like I'm receiving some 
quality of suffering that is not yeah. mine, that oh. may not even exist, that is not a real wow. thing. And yeah. so I don't have to go along with that. Like, right, we can turn our attention to what is life offering. And, you know, for this uh-huh. week, like, what do we know to be true? Is that so? Like, no. <laughs> exactly. Um, and what can we offer? What right. can we offer regardless of circumstances? Yeah. Unconditional yeah. love, best as we right. can get there. Yes, and that's where it comes back to. I've been practicing, like, with everything. I, like, say I choose unconditional love out loud to it a lot of times or, like, really uh-huh. clearly in my head. And it really is the perfect response to everything. Like, it just really everything. is. To everything. Isn't it? It's yeah. fabulous. No matter what I've tried what it with happens. everything. With everything. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Me yeah. too. And it's, and it's perfect. It, it, it is, is perfect. absolutely Whether it's your brother and his circumstances or uh, whatever, you know, yeah. the simplest little mundane, you know, somebody uh, yells at you because they, you know, they wanted your parking place, you know, whatever yeah. it is, right. it's like, right. yeah, okay, great, I choose unconditional love, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. yes, please, thank you, I love you. I know, I know. <laughs> yes, and I've been thinking that too, that we used to say that a lot, that yes, please, thank you, I love you, and I really oh, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that, mm-hmm. and I'm just... So obviously, in a place of real deep gratitude for practice and for, mm. you know, all of the programs and all that is offered and all that I get to receive um, and, and the way share. in which practice, yeah, and the way in which practice helps me to to yeah. be able to receive that. Um, yes. yes. Oh, and live just, it and, and, yeah. and, and share it. And then offer it. it. Yeah. yeah. And then be yep. it. Exactly. And mm-hmm. to trust that that's all life is calling us to do. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's wonderful. Mm, thank you thank so you much, so Lisa. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Go gotcha. happy. Good night. Go happy. Night. Yes. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. And Sherry, my heart is bursting after all of the fabulous conversations. Too. I know. Maybe that's the point of this show. (laughs) I know. I think so. All right. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Thank uh, you, Sherry. Happy. Thanks, everyone. Go happy. All right.